This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and not alone today. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and here today. <laughs> and you have found us, The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, dumbbells, let's get dumb. Let's get dumb. Uh, For those of you that are just tuning in that have missed the past couple, I've been gone. That was in reference to me saying here today. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People might not know. People might have thought it was a tortoise in the hair reference. Oh, those people are nerds. Hair today. Or no, no. Little bunny foo-foo. That's what I mean. <laughs> Both the well, Either way, they're fucking dorks. Yeah. yeah. Fucking dorks. Hair today, goon tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Hair today. Hair hair today. Goon, goon. tomorrow. Isn't that the thing? Because like, it's little bunny foo-foo. I don't want to see you scooping up the field mice and bopping, bopping them on them the on head. head. And then, but, like, the bunny keeps doing it, and then it's like, if you, if you keep doing that, I'm going to turn you into a goon. Um, a goon? I think it is, dude. God, I don't, I don't I, think... I, I think maybe the, like, what is it? Our, our age difference. It's probably, like, what, 15 years? This is probably where it comes in. I mean, based on this <laughs> reference, is 100 years. <laughs> oh, Look, yeah. I it wasn't, it wasn't like... It wasn't fucking timely when I was... Um, Growing up, either somehow I heard it. Goon. Well, I don't think we got that far when you know would I? Maybe they had cut the goon by the time I was in you know grade school, preschool, grade school. I don't know which one it was, dude. Are you looking it up, dude? Yeah, I'm looking it up. <laughs> um. Well, Stinger, it's good to be have you back. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Um. I was saying some crazy shit about what you were doing. So I hope all of the movies that come out, you're going to, we're going to get to see the cameos, the, I mean, some (laughs) scenes might get cut. We don't have to talk about that, but it's just, it's nice to have you back doing references that I don't freaking know. Uh, yeah. Hold on here. I'm trying (laughs) to find it. (laughs) I was trying to, I was trying to stretch, you know, jibber jabbering so you can find it. I mean, there's definitely little bunny foo-foo. Um, and I I looked up the other part, but it's also the name of a Boy Meets World episode. Um, there is a good favor or good fairy in it. Um yeah, yeah, hair today, goon tomorrow. It's that's that's the <laughs> that's the moral of the story. It is hair yeah. today, goon tomorrow. Goon, yeah. It's one of the most, it says it's one of the most beloved nursery rhymes and it tells a story of a nasty little rabbit who is disturbing a mice family. The behavior is upsetting to a good fairy who blames him for his actions and gives him three chances to change as a punishment. The little rabbit will be transformed into a goon. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And it's this, the song is traditionally accompanied by hand gestures. Um, Oh yeah, little bunny foo foo. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yep, 
Yeah, and then you smack you when you Spump do like put them on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's there for you. It's there for you. It's there, you know? but I do not remember the goon, and I think the only reason this is startling to me is because I used to call myself Aaron Magoon when I would do uh, googly eyes on stuff. And that's wait, uh, hold on. I would like put Let's googly eyes on like this. my old headshots, and I would be like, "This is Aaron Magoon," and then uh, you know we've put little googly eyes around the house on different what, like things. the little stick em things. Uh huh. Yeah. And you put those on your headshots and I would, and that was my alter ego, Aaron Magoon. And you would write that. How would you communicate that it was Magoon? It was, was it? mainly just for my friends and family. <laughs> I mean, this was presented was, as a thing you did. It was a that, thing I did. And I thought it was very funny to my friends. It's funny. And I called myself Magoon. So I feel like Magoon has always like, I'm like, I can't believe I for like, I didn't remember a goon. I feel like I've remembered goons. The Goonies. You remember the, remember yeah, the, the, um, Sean William Scott hockey movie. The goon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> next uh, up. That's our next movie we'll watch. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like old Stifler. I miss seeing him and stuff. Yeah, he misses you too. I I just messaged him. He's pretty funny. Wasn't he pretty funny? I think I so. He, yeah. I thought he was funny. Um, Is he still at? He did um the Lethal Weapon series when that one guy got fired. That one guy that was the star of the series. They made a TV series of the movie or okay. based on the movie or whatever, inspired by the movie with different actors playing the cops. Um Mar uh, Riggs and Murtaugh and Damon Wayans played uh, Murtaugh and he and this guy like Clay Crawford or something that they cast in this show completely butted heads like did not get along at all and like fucking battled and I guess the guy Clay Crawford by his own admission is a little bit of is intense and took it real serious and um, Damon Wayans is just like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to fucking be done by five and be with my family or whatever, which is understandable. Like he's been in the business a long time and this was, but the other, the, the, the guy playing Riggs was like, look, this is my first gig. It's gotta be perfect. And so they would do hundreds of takes and they totally battled. And Damon Wayans, I think being the bigger star and maybe producer on the show, they just kind of like eventually just had to fire the other guy. And then they brought in Sean William Scott for the last season. Um, and that's why people are tuning in. That uh, is, it's just like, it's like, uh, it's almost like the action boys. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, they would be bored by that. <laughs> you guys could Wait. probably commiserate together on like, Oh God, fucking Stanger with a fucking TV <laughs> trivia about a show. Nobody watched or cared about. <laughs> I um, bet there's one freaking the same freak that knew about the goon, the hair and the goon. This is the same one. And hair today, goon tomorrow. Hair today, goon tomorrow. That is the name of this episode. Yeah. It's like, how much were people using uh, goon whenever that nursery rhyme was written? I wonder. I don't know. It's not, you don't hear it come up a lot in other songs around that time. I don't think. No, it makes me think that it wasn't that popular to say. Yeah, it's just like you think? shit. Yeah, whoever wrote the song was like a 
wordsmith. <laughs> it's like, wow. Or like the black sheep, like someone who is like trying to be edgy. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. 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 Is, uh, your, is your dog here with you today? She's, she's in the backyard. She might come in. I'm sure usually like if I get animated or something or yell, she'll kind of come in and check it out. And then I definitely thought I saw an ear over here. No, she's not over here. now. Oh, she's in the backyard somewhere. Well, you got a ghost. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. That's you got a ghost. Cool. Um, Look, well, this I just is, hope it's friendly. It seems to be. Seems to be casual. You casual big, are you big? You big uh, Casper the movie fan? Weren't a bunch of chicks your age into that? Oh yeah, because for that one second, uh, Devin Reason or Devon Sawa or however you say his name was revealed. Sawa, Sawa. Sawa. Patch Kids, and he was <laughs> Sawa. Yeah, he was like so hot to like everyone who was like in the sixth grade. And so I, I remember being like, we would rewind and play, rewind and play just that one spot where yeah, he I is, have heard that this kid. was like a, a horny phenomenon. It was. <laughs> I would say though, I wasn't even old enough to know it was horny. Nah. Like I was just like, play it again. He's cute. Yeah. I just, I always think about that when you see like, um, I don't know if they show it as much now, but there would be weird, like entertainment tonight pieces or something where they would show like Justin Bieber running through a mall or something. And there would just be girls, like thousands of girls. I don't know if it was him or like guys like him or boy band stuff. And it would be like, here they are at the sunset plaza mall. And then like, just, they have to literally run away and there'd be like 11 year old girls chasing them. And I always would think like, what would they do if they caught him? They're not, they don't know either. They yeah, don't know either. Yeah, they just want to chase cute boys. Oh, it was the craziest, um, like the craziest, like fans we had at the hotel I worked at in Nashville. Like it was like, so you were a, uh, uh, valet valet for a very valet worked my way, worked your way up bellhop eventually bellhop and then concierge and then the manager of the concierge. Wow, you got to that that level. That level, I didn't yep. know about that. Yeah, um, I keep that very, on the DL. You know, I try to stay humble. We'll edit it out. Yeah, um, <laughs> very fancy hotel in Nashville, Tennessee, which yep. does attract a lot of like high profile talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, give us an idea of some of the luminaries that you would see. So, like, I like Diana Ross. I was yeah, I like that her like, a bunch. Cr- yeah, icons like crazy big time Aretha music. Franklin. Yeah, BB music King, especially, Conan. but also f- film and television. Yeah, like um, Conan came through for Bonnaroo. Uh, all of like everyone who does country music. Gosh, was there Aretha all the Franklin, time. that's pretty cool. Yeah, was she yeah, nice? She had. She was nice. Yeah, she was. She was very businessy. She wasn't like overly. Wow. You know, overly. She had stuff to do, and she. What loved, about Dyke? Like, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Tell oh, me. Diana Ross was, she loved me and she hated me. Like I, she did. Um, she was upset with me, um, because she thought I was going to be there when she got back from her show. And I had been kind of like, kind of her like point person. So it wasn't that yeah. crazy. Um, but I was like, it was weird that she was like 
she was like, it felt like almost like, like a, if your mom was mad at you, like, or disappointed. Yes. Like it was a very, you're also like, feeling. I am just employed by this hotel, <laughs> yes. not your personal assistant <laughs> at <laughs> night. Right. Yeah. Like, like usually someone with that level of like, you know, we had Heidi Klum and seal when they were still together. Like they had a whole security operative. Diana Ross had no one. And I was like, so confused. And so I was like her person and she was frustrated with me. Um, and see the interesting thing about Heidi Klum and seal is I think they probably would have been okay with nobody. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't, you know, I think you, both of them could probably just go shop or walk around Ventura and nobody would give a fuck. Right. And this, uh, like, no I shade. Don't think- I mean, they're fi- fine. You know, like I like kiss from a rose and all that, but sure. I, but I'm you not don't gonna have borrow- to talk to them right this second. No, I'm not going to bother the guy at a Paquito Moss because of it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, okay, so the... But Diana the, Ross, maybe you would, you know? I, yeah, maybe Diana Ross. She, I would like, you should have one person. One, yeah, have yeah. one person. That'll and scratch also, that also, what am I going to do? I'm a, I'm a, like, I, I was, yeah. you know, nobody, you know, so... Um, what was you going to say something about Aretha Franklin really quick? And then I want to hear about the, the craziest fan situation. Oh, Aretha Franklin was like the hardest part about her stay was she had like this, like she wanted, it was like guard white gardenias in her room or something. Oh, so it was like some a kind of specific flower. Specific, yeah. Or magnolia flower. Like they were like these huge white flowers that she wanted in a room. And I was like, I could not find them to save my life. And then when she got there and they weren't there, it was like not a big deal. Like no one was angry. And I was like, like truly could not sleep was like having like, um, like eye twitches and stuff. And I was like, I gotta find these flowers. And it was like, Oh, you will hear that sometimes to where they have this, um, this kind of circle around them that will make demands for the room. And then people connected to the artist. And then they think like, fuck they're what a fucking jerk. They made me do all this or whatever. And then it's the reality of it is it was like their manager that was demanding the room temperature water and this and that. Right. And the, yep. the person didn't even know or care and would yeah. have been fine with anything. So it is. And, it, and, and sometimes it probably is the artist, but I would yes. also say usually the artist, when they're like starting out, they give their, their manager a list, you know, their writer quote unquote. And it's like, just everything they've ever wished for. Cause they're like, maybe going to get it in a hotel room and then yeah. cut to 20 years later, their manager has probably added 15 things to the list. Cause they thought it was like, you know what the artist wanted and the artist doesn't even notice or care or pay attention. So right. it really, or like, you ask for a hundred things cause you know, you're going to get 25 of them. Right. Yep. But then they, they hire a manager that like, you know, puts the screws to get all 100, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, yeah. shit. I did hear this thing though. Uh, you might've heard this and then I want to hear the, um, the most, Oh, the, fans. the craziest fan story. And then we are going to be talking, uh, gym stuff. Uh, Aaron's at a new gym. We want to hear all the stories about that. We'll connect with where we are fitness wise. We'll talk about, um, Thanksgiving and kind of like we do a bunch of, um, you know, holiday specific um, content about workouts and tips and all that. And so maybe we'll give you guys a few kind of early tips on how to start managing all the extra calories that are going to be coming in uh, this episode. But I heard this story um, 
like David Lee Roth, famous lead singer of Van Halen, mm-hmm. one of two lead singers of Van Halen, Sammy Hagar being the other one, um, was so Van Halen was had like a legendary writer, um, you know, with like all this wild shit that they asked for. And one of the ones that would always come up that a bunch of publications would pick up on was uh, like a huge bowl of M&Ms with all the green M&Ms removed. And so mm. people would be like, these fucking <laughs> monsters, like they're the level of excess. They're so out of control. They're absolutely ridiculous. We have to do this. Like there's, you know, re- these rock stars run amok at the height of their fame and all this yep. shit. And so I heard him on some interview and like, he's a real, you know, character, you know, sure. crazy Jack, Matt, back, back to sack, you know, like all kinds of like weird shit. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, he was, they asked him about the, um, the M and M's and he says it was real. It's real simple. He said that at the peak of their stardom, they had this amazing, elaborate off the wall live show that they would do that involved a bunch of like precision pyrotechnics explosions to go off fire. And so they had a lot of it that they traveled with. And some of it was beholden to the location that they were in. So some of the stuff they could do, um, other things was like, it had to be, you know, where they were and it was all based on that. And they had to rely on some of the union talent that was there or the union crew workers that were there, et cetera. And so he said it was just the nature of the beast. And, um, and, and like, if you wanted Van Halen, you know, you had to be able to accommodate them for this stage show. And he said that, you know, some of it was in fact dangerous because it involved explosions. And so he said that like, as long as everybody read what they needed and did it, it would be fine. But he said, oftentimes they wouldn't because it was just, you know, it's the music business. People are flaky or whatever. And so buried in the contract was this M&M thing. And so he said they would go into the, the, the green room or whatever, and he would like walk right over to the M&Ms and check. And if there were green M&Ms in there, he knew that they hadn't read it. And so he would just leave because it's like, it's this, it's not going to be safe for us to perform. And so he said it was just a little bit of like a, uh, you know, uh, like a test, test, you know? And so he said, if it was that he would know that they read everything and that they would, nobody's going to catch on fire that night. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Hey, I'd want to know if that was going to happen. Yeah. So I kind of got that and I, I liked it. Wow. That's pretty, uh, I mean, genius for a bunch of rock stars, you know? Yeah. Hey, 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 Um, well, the story, my story is really not that crazy, but it was about the, the, the fans, the crazy fans was the most crazy fans we ever had was Kentucky basketball. That was number one. Oh, wow. Yeah, but that's totally. The Jayhawks? They, like the craziest fans. Is it? Everyone no, is, no, 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 it's not. That's that's Kansas State, right? Oh, yes. No, they're the Wildcats. Is it Kentucky the Wildcats? That sounds so. right. Yeah. I know um, they have crazy fans too. But they have, they have yeah. crazy fans. Yes. Second place went to the, the Jonas Brothers. Bus. Oh yeah. We did not house the Jonas Brothers. We just had their buses, and girls were. I mean, they're they're huge buses, and they are, they were hidden behind our hotel. But there were thousands, maybe not thousands, hundreds of girls 
trying to see these Jonas brothers in their bus. And they weren't even wow. at our hotel. It was like part of like the whole thing was like, their fans will think they're here. They won't be here. And that was my favorite was no one knowing they weren't there and how many fans were so excited and freaked out. They were like decorating their buses with like duct tape, like, hi, I'm, this is my name. This is my phone number. And I'm like, teen girls, teen Teen girls, uh, they want, they think they want boys, but they, again, don't know what to do with them. <laughs> they just want to chase them forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. So I know. So there. Who was your um, teen crush besides Devon Siwa? <laughs> I think like Freddie Prince Jr., Oh, wow. was like mine. I like kept FPJ. I kept like, he did a cover of like, um, he was cute. Like teen people or teen cause Cosmo for kids. I don't know what, it <laughs> but it was, he was like wearing this like red sweater sitting cross-legged. And I was like, he's the most handsome man I've ever seen. And I kept the cover and I think I still have it in my room. FPG or FPJ and SMG. They're still together. Still together. Sarah Michelle Geller used to work out at the Equinox gym sports club that I were worked in as a oh, trainer. Cool. I didn't train them, but they would both train. And like, there was this real hotshot trainer that trained both of them. And I remember asking him about them and he was like, she's a stud. She fucking works hard, total stud. And I was like, what about the guy? And he was like, legs are pretty deconditioned. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's pretty I, i'd say that, that kind of na tracks. naturally naturally thin um that's he had so to get funny. in shape to play fred uh in uh scooby-doo oh yeah scooby-doo uh, scooby-doo they were in that together they were in we just watched well in the halloween times we watched uh i know what you did last summer oh okay wait that's the one they were both in right Ryan Phillippe is in that. Um, yeah, I think it's Jennifer Sarah Love Michelle, Hewitt. Yeah, and then Sarah and Michelle Geller and FPG, Freddie Prince Jr. FPJ. FPJ. Maybe he goes by FPJG now. Maybe he took her last name. I hope he did. I hope he did his, his old man is a good looking guy before he died, mm -hmm. tragically. Just FP, straight yeah. up. Chico and the man. Um, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Gary a good reference for I you. think, is it Gary Cole? Yeah, the uh, actor? Yeah. TPS Gary reports Cole. ASAP. Gary Cole works out at LA Fitness. Sorry to blow up your spot, Gary, but I saw him the other morning. He looks like he's in good shape. I was like, it was like 6.45 in the morning, and I was like, that's a famous person. I know him. <laughs> Which I'll tell you, I don't think anyone else is famous that's there, but I am keeping an eye out. Uh, so Aaron is now working out at LA Fitness. Hell yeah. Uh, did, have you announced that yet? <laughs> that's that. Have I, have I announced? I feel like I've said it. Okay. Because you said, said uh, you j okay, because you just said Gary Cole's working out at LA Fitness. I didn't know if people had context for um, 
That's a good point. You, yeah. I, well, I realize that maybe he, I shouldn't tell people he works out there, but I think I mean, our, you're not given the exact location of it. I mean, you could. There's a lot of them over here. There so. are, and who knows which one I go to? Because I have, I can go to any one of them. Stanger, what a cool life I have. It is. Um, he's <laughs> one of these guys that is like a character actor, and not necessarily cast in movies because he's good looking. But I'm sure if you see him in person, you're like, oh, that's like a good looking in yeah, shape he's, guy. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. But he plays like, you know, kind of like nerdy types. And that's like the um, like the classic Hollywood thing where it's like, oh, she's the goofy friend. But it's like the hottest woman ever. And you're like, yes, yeah, I have I have two beautiful friends and they have both played like the nerdy sidekick on TV. And I'm like, if if you guys are taking my roles, I'm going to go home because I can't do this. Yeah. It's like the, <laughs> or even like cast is like, guys. Your, your cast is like the Hollywood ugly person, but it's still like a hot, you know, person. It's, they're like, so beautiful. You just, yeah. they just put a pair of glasses on them. That is uh, the only thing they do. They just go, or they're just, glasses. or they're, they're maybe like kind of interesting looking, you know, like there's, maybe not conventionally like, um, you know, yeah, like, like yeah, whatever. But I'm telling what, you these two were conventionally stunners. beautiful and they just yeah. put on glasses and like, maybe like a turtleneck, like just some, like a frumpy ish shirt. Right. I'm like, you take away a frumpy shirt and glasses and these people could play Jennifer Aniston's daughter, you know? Well, Hey, in these times now, the frumpy shirt is norm core. That's what's in, you know, <laughs> you want the, you want the jeans with the bad wash you say and norm core. <laughs> yeah. You want the jeans with the bad wash and that are too short. The problem is, is like when it's Timothy Shalamat, uh, wearing that it's cool. Cause he's like young and we know he's famous and handsome. If yeah. I'm doing it, it's just like that dad is, is fucked up and doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. You have to be like famous and young and hot. And then it's like, wow, Dude, look at, he's wearing yep. a potato sack. That's so cool. <laughs> or so like interesting. <laughs> Justin Bieber wearing like giant pink sweats or something. You're like, Oh, cool. You know, but if yeah. it's me, it's just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's <laughs> fucking clearly like his clothes got wet and he had to like, um, borrow his neighbor pegs. <laughs> laundry or something neighbor peg um so so what's, okay so uh, what's la with, fitness yeah so so let's hear about it you're in oh yeah you're you're in um it's like you went from being in like a smaller you know kind of gym where you probably knew everybody there or most of the yep. people there to now you're in like a big commercial um kind of corporate gym atmosphere uh, so you're anonymous. You don't, you don't recognize anybody. You're dealing with the general population of people yep. and equipment. How's that experience been? Man, it, for the most part, it has been chill and fine. Yeah. And, and some would even say great. Yeah. I mean, probably a little less mentally taxing because you don't have, you don't have to be nice. You don't have to say hi to anybody. No. Yeah. You don't have to be like a mayor, you know? Hey, yeah. how are you? How'd that thing work? <laughs> I mean, that does take a little energy. Now you can just fucking show up and, you know, struggle through a leg day and get out of there. My AirPods in from the before I put them in before I get in the door and they don't come off until I get in my car. I'm just like in my own little world, in my own bubble. 
And what are you listening to? Music? Or are you listening to podcasts or books? I, I, I've been listening to books. Dumb, I have dumbbells? Been. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to the dumbbells mostly and books. I try to see how insane I sound. And then uh, and then I make notes. And then that makes it worse. Um, uh, no. Books? You're listening to books? I've been listening to books. books on tape, but that's not what it is. Books on tape. Uh, and you that- listen to like crazy shit like cry within yourself. Drama. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been listening to um, a, a couple of like more like, um, oh, how do I say this? Like I listened to like Paul Holes' document or not documentary, his book about his life. He's like one of the main people that helped catch the Golden State Killer. Oh, neat. It so was, like, a little his, true like, crime-ish type Yeah, shit. a little true crime. And that led me down. Now I'm listening to um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is another book about the golden state killer but i have realized it kind of has made some of my dreams scary so um i'm pivoting i'm i was just doing a book recommendation from the general population on instagram because i was like i need to veer from this so i can sleep again um but i do like listening to words instead of music i think it helps me even if i'm not truly listening all the way it helps me like stay I don't know. I, maybe I like. I, I understand. I, I think I have a couple of theories or maybe just one. Really? I don't know how to count. Um, it's uh, so weirdly enough with music, sometimes I'll find that I'm a little too active in what I'm listening to. Like I want to skip it or I want to jump or I like the first minute of this song and then I want the next. And so I'm constantly mm-hmm. kind of like fiddling around Spotify or something to you know, versus yeah. if I put a book on, like I'll just, I'll just let it play and like, you know, yeah, just go and just go. I don't worry about it as much. Whereas yeah. you think it'd be the opposite. You think like the book would distract you and the music you could just let play, but it's not the case. It's like, for some reason, I'm really like actively DJing the fucking music. And yes. then the next second, I'm like, fuck, I'm stuck on this shit again. And I, you know, uh, I can't listen to this and versus like the book where it's just like, nope, just passively listening and let it go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Bell Babies, you guys know we love talking about therapy. We love taking care of our mind, our body, our spirit. It's all important. And we know the Bell Babies are out there trying to get it right and get it tight in all areas. Now, there's some there's some stuff that happens in this life that we could really use a user manual. I remember my parents used to say like when they would kind of mess up as being parents, they'd be like, well, they don't hand out a, a, an owner's manual. When you have a baby, we're just figuring this out as we go. And boy, how many times have I thought the same thing as my own adult, but I would never tell my parents that because I can't let them be right. Uh, something else I'm working on in therapy, um, but navigating any of life's challenges can make any of us feel unsure, nervous, whether it's career changing, a new relationship, becoming a parent for the first time. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. What a dream. 
which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of this complex engine called you. All right. Now I have been in therapy. I've talked about it. I love it. It has helped me through some of the biggest challenges of my life. And then surprisingly, some of the small challenges that I didn't even think was that important. And then bada bing, bada boom, an hour later, I've cried all my tears out and I have found something new to <laughs> to figure out and to understand in my life. So I just encourage all of you, if, if you haven't tried it, to give it a try. Um, and BetterHelp is a great option if you if you are struggling with where to turn. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. All right, bell babies, I got some, some hard hitting questions for you guys. Would you like to dramatically improve the quality of your sleep? Probably. Would you like to be immune to the stress of daily life? Yes, my hand is up. Okay. Are you irritable or anxious? Are you tracking with me? Yes, yes, we got it. Do you struggle with insomnia? Thankfully, not me, but I'm sure out there, there are people that struggle with that. Experience muscle cramps or twitches. Ding, ding, ding. Are you constipated sometimes? Well, wouldn't you like to know? Okay, so this is where Bioptimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough is going to come in. So make sure you listen to the, especially the end of this, because I'm going to give you those promo codes for those Black Friday deals. Okay. So magnesium, there are dozens of symptoms of magnesium deficiency. So these are just a few of the most common ones. All of those questions, magnesium deficiency can be a big part of that. Four out of five Americans are magnesium deficient, and almost everyone is at suboptimal levels. Now, that's a huge problem because magnesium is involved in more than 600 biochemical reactions in your body. So we don't want you just out there taking just random magnesium supplements. We are here to recommend the Magnesium Breakthrough Supplement. It is the only full-spectrum magnesium supplement with seven unique forms of magnesium that your body can actually use and absorb. So when you get all seven of those, every function, let's say pretty much every function, is going to get upgraded, all right? Let me upgrade you from your brain, your sleep, pain, inflammation, less stress, here it comes. The best part. The makers of Magnesium Breakthrough by Optimizers are having an incredible Black Friday special offer from November 21st to 29th. You can get not only Magnesium Breakthrough, but all of the Bioptimizer best-in-class products with 25% off. Bioptimizers only offers this discount once a year, so don't miss it. 
Just go to buyoptimizers.com slash dumbbells and enter code dumbbells to get 25% off any order. So this is the best time to stock up on the products that you love and then also try new ones if you want to get fun. All Bioptimizer supplements are the best in class. And if for some reason you feel differently, you can get a full refund, no questions asked. They are confident, so confident that they offer a 365 day money back guarantee. So if you got here late and missed the special offer, don't worry. There's always a 10% off for our listeners with the code dumbbells. But if you got here just in time, again, the link to go for the exclusive Black Friday offer starting November 21st is buyoptimizers.com slash dumbbells with code dumbbells. Do it while supplies last and don't miss that November 29th deadline. Now, back to the show. So so the, that part of not having like people, but I will say there are two of my neighbors I have seen at my gym mm. and I have beelined it away from them just because I do like right now the anonymity of yeah. being there. Um I will, I will say this though. I am, I am shocked at women's butts in the gym. They are fake butts. Well, I don't know. They're huge. I, you know, if they're, you know, if they're fake or not, I don't, I don't, this sounds fake to me. (laughs) I did. I just, I I got an ad on Instagram the other day that was like a girl, like showing off new, these pants. And it was like, they, she was like, Oh, I get a couple inches with these pants. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is like a, like a wonder bra for our butts. Are they the weird where they're like um, scrunched up in the back or whatever? Like no, but look- they're like they go in the crack. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they, yeah, they, okay, yeah, they yeah. scrunch. So it's like, wow, this butt is so big that it's cavernous to these <laughs> pants. But it's just like a trick by the pants or whatever. It is. It is like okay, because you could just like you could just wear normal like leggings and you hike it up your your ass crack. It does the same well, some, thing. Some of them. It depends on the material because like the Lululemon stuff is just kind of like staying put. It's just like it's staying put. Yeah. Um, which is like you know the people the the folks over there are probably like that's probably what women want is just for it to stay where it is and and then there's yeah, like and some- not go into crevices that seems like the opposite of yeah. what we all agreed upon i guess nope. not the case I, um i i think the fact that you're noticing is like i don't think people's butts are getting bigger i think people are fucking juking the stats and getting fake butts um, I, I guess I don't know. Look, I, just, I spent a lot of my life looking at them, and like I, I've noticed a, a marked difference. And there's also like a woman, um, or man, whoever. Um, if you have like a big backside, you you organize the weight in a certain way in your legs that kind of builds up to the back, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then I notice now there's a lot of just like weird kind of like stick legs and then just like a, a big, a big, butt, yeah. And it reminds you need me of a like, strong hamstring. You need a strong, yeah, or just, it like, just happens. Quad. It's just not going to be one without the other. Like it's just how it goes, yeah. you know, unless you're, you know, getting a little artificial boost. And it reminds me of like my sister and I used to like 
stuff our chests and our butts or whatever, like as jokes, you know, (laughs) it looks like a weird, like little kid with like, Oh, I put toilet paper in my butt to make it, you know, look big big or or whatever. Um, (laughs) Well, I, you know, it, it's like seeing kind of like, cause also where I came from, it was like pretty, you know, family friendly. I'd say there weren't like crazy people putting uh, makeup on and, it, yeah, it, dressing provocatively or yeah, trying, like to, trying to find stuff. dates. Yeah. And so this is like, oh, yeah, I forgot about like like the sexy side of workouts. And yeah. everyone's videotaping their workouts. Everyone's got a phone. Like if you don't see a phone around someone, just look like they, like they have like magnets that they can stick to the side uh, of yeah. like the rigs. And, and I have been like, okay, wow, that's oh, – people – people got stuff to post and I get it. Um, and I will say the thing that I struggle with as a personal trainer is watching people's form Oh yeah, and wanting to comment on it to them, help them would be my goal, but I don't know how that, like, it's very distracting when I'm doing something, I see somebody's form and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? What have you done? Do you go? Have you like ever talked to somebody like, hey, you're only if they're like a super attractive girl? I find they like that. <laughs> if a guy comes swoops in and then has thoughts and opinions on the form or what they're doing from an exercise standpoint, <laughs> it's always welcomed with um <laughs> No, I, I tend to not get involved unless it looks like somebody's going to get hurt or something. Yeah, but I, I really I, I don't get involved. Yeah, Every once in a while, I, like, I haven't. But I want, I want to, I've noticed a thing too. And, and Ben Rogers and I, uh, have connected on this to where I will see people doing squats in a squat rack facing the wrong direction. Um, (laughs) which is really stressful because then when you see them try to rack the weight back up, they're walking backwards. And so I'm not going to maybe go in there and like, you know, fucking tinker with their form. But it's a little bit like, hey, just so you know, if you face inside, you can still unrack the weight the same way, and then you can spot it in when you need to unrack. So for people that don't know, there's like a squat rack has, you know, multiple levels that you can rack the weight at. And then there's hooks essentially um, that attach to these different levels so that you can uh, place the bar on these hooks and then step out from underneath it. Uh, when you're done squatting. And so oftentimes when people are squatting, they'll squat heavy. And so what you do is you face the inside of the rack and the clips and the bar, and then you duck down underneath it and lift the weight off on your shoulders, do however many squats you want, and then step forward into the rack and then place the weight back on the hooks or the bar back on the hooks. For some reason, (laughs) I would say, at least there was a stretch there. Maybe I maybe I haven't seen it as much recently, but I was, there was a stretch there where I would say like 30% of people were doing it backwards. And so, so stressful. Yes. And then, so then I would watch them like, you know, you know, take a minute, like they're all fucking exhausted from doing their set and then have to step backwards into the bar and maybe they're going to miss the rack or whatever. And so yeah, you can't see it from that angle. You can't That's see crazy. it. You just got to feel it in there. You know? Yeah. It's like, and you kind of will probably have to like pop it up a little bit. And if you're usually yeah. tired. Yes. So stressful. yeah. So that was the only time I would. And then if like, I see somebody maybe getting buried under 
a bar or something, I would step in and kind of spot them really quick. But usually I just don't get involved. Yeah. But that's an, maybe an age and energy thing too. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I, I have think you stepped in and, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I have, there was one guy that I, that like, I'm like, if I see him again, I will stop him. He was doing like crazy looking Bulgarian split squats with his foot, like back on a bench. Mm -hmm. And the way he was like flailing his body, his shoulders were rounding. And he was just like, kind of like bouncing his back. Like I was like, he's going to fuck his back up. He was not, he was not young ish. He was probably like late fifties. And so I was like, this is not the time for you to be kind of uh, taking this risk with what you're doing. So that was the, there's some other like, I've seen some, uh, there was like a guy who was like dance walking on a treadmill <laughs> and I had to like change that. treadmills. Cause I was like, I am just staring at this man. And then I watched him. He would later do a bunch of like dance moves, but in like a different part of the gym. And I was like, again, this is why I listen to books. I'm not trying to like, like he was like, he was like is singing, there, dancing. Is there to a chance that this was Jamiroquai? There's absolutely a chance. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, that, that was an iconic video and it does make sense that he would want to <laughs> just recreate it. Oh, Virtuosity or whatever. What was that song called? Oh, I don't know. You're going to, you're going to lose me on the name of it, but it's, it was truly hilarious to watch this man. And I was like, I have to change what I, where I am because I can't, I can't stare at him or I will be then asked to leave. So, um, it has been really, uh, but I will say I do, I don't do legs on Monday. Cause guess what? Everyone is doing legs on Monday. Legs and, and or chest usually. Yeah. So I was like, I learned that lesson a couple weeks in and I was like, you know what? I'll switch my legs to Tuesday because to wait for a squat rack yeah. is, the worst. It's not the worst, but it really is like, it feels like you're at an auction and I hate that. So it has been fun. I've taken a few classes and that has been really uh, cute. I'll say, <laughs> um, but it's been, it has been a, a fun adventure. And I also just got a treadmill for my house and for me and my dog, Charlie, Charlie came back from, dog boot camp and one of the things that he loved at dog boot camp was running on a treadmill. Wow. So I got one. You should get one. You should get one for your dog. It really is insane how cute it is and how fun it is for the dog. Charlie B barking. Yep. Wow. Um, he's, he's a reformed boy. Um, that's awesome. So I do like now I'll, I'll did he like, need? Did he need to go to boot camp or what? I thought he was pretty good. Well, he Poncho he has, has it. Poncho was the one that had some issues with men. Yeah, Poncho's there now, Charlie. Okay. But Charlie went first because when when I took them both to this place, this place is awesome. It's called All Dog Society. It's um, pretty close to uh, my part of town, but they're like the whole thing is about a balanced dog mentally and physically and so like charlie was just reactive everything he saw he had to like get to 
everything was a big deal, huge, no rest, no calming, no nothing. So, and no listening. He would not like, he was good at commands, but he was bad at commands. If there was a dog, if you're distracted. By. Yeah. Yeah. Or a squirrel or blah, blah, blah. So it's crazy. The difference there, he was there for five weeks. He was wow. there just like gone from us for five weeks. And he is like, we're still working on stuff with him, but we run him on the treadmill for 30 minutes in the morning while we feed him breakfast. So we like hand feed him as he's running. And then I get on for 30 minutes and I do my little morning walk on the treadmill. And Jason will hand feed you. Right? <laughs> he hand feeds me. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then two of us are happy. Um, and so that, uh, that has been very fun to have at the house. So I don't have to like, you know, it's getting cold. It's not that bad in LA ever, but it's nice to not hey, it's have another to like, option. Yes, exactly. So that has been the other exciting thing. It's, it's just, a, it's, I guess technically you can run on it, but it's like one of those small ones that's for under a desk hmm. to be like a walking desk or yeah. is that what it's called? A walking desk? No, it's a standing desk. We, whatever. We don't have, I, I, everyone knows what you mean. <laughs> So, so it's small. It's like, I guess you can run on it, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to run on it. It seems too scary, but Charlie runs on it and it's really cute. So I say it was, it was like, I found it on Facebook marketplace, totally inexpensive, worth it. 10 out of 10 recommend. That's awesome. So, and your dog would love it because your dog has a lot of energy. Oh yeah. And you're having to take this dog on tons of walks and hikes and stuff. You run this dog on a treadmill. 30 minutes, you're, you're going to be fine. That's awesome. Maybe not fine all the way, but close. Yeah. I mean, for her too, it's a lot of it's, it's got, she likes novel walks. Um, what's that mean? Like new and different because she likes getting different smells Mm, and stuff. So like new experience. So sometimes I find that like, if I take her the same route, or on a similar hiking pattern or whatever for multiple days in a row, she'll be not as well behaved after a while because she's just like, oh, got she's it. She's bored. Got, she's bored. And then if I take her, you know, to like where it's all new and everything, then she's like kind of back on track. And then she's especially exhausted after that because there's a lot yeah. to like, holy shit, I smelled some crazy dog piss <laughs> out there, dude. Wild, <laughs> wild piss smells. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I never smelled shit like that before. <laughs> Fuck, no way I'll be able to fucking chew <laughs> chew anything I'm not supposed to chew. I'm fucking exhausted from this different <laughs> shit smells. Um, so you know. I get you well, though. That's that's cool. Like I, I like stuff like that. And so now you've noticed a, a difference in him. That's good. I do. It's uh, he like like I said, we're still training him, we're still working with him on stuff, but like my favorite drill to run with him is he has to stay on his place. This is like supposed to be a sacred place for them that they it's for a place where they go and they rest. It's for like calm time. And you're supposed to practice. Like you knock on the door and they're supposed to be able to stay in place. And my favorite drill is to open the door. So he's like, okay, he, if he stayed, that's a good job. You get a treat. And then I pretend someone's there. So I'd be like, hi, well, come on in. And he cannot stay. He's just like, I gotta know who it is. And he like every time. So that is like our current, like, like Jason and I try to like prank, like 
Like it really like Jason thought someone was there the first time I did it. And then, so now it's like, you know, we got to, is this a fun game? Is this a little bit of a long walk to you bragging about how good of an actor you are? <laughs> yes, you fool yes, the yes. dog. You fool <laughs> Jason. Oh yes, I fooled my own husband and my own dog. It's such. It's the funnest drill, and <laughs> I will act like there's somebody there, and everybody wants to know who it is. <laughs> yes, Sanger, I'm an amazing actress. Catch actor. me on all the shows I've been on. You're a good actor. Uh, so no, that's. Uh, I've been on Jimmy Kimmel once for a second, so. Uh, I thought that was good. I feel it like I, I saw that. What was that it again? It was a long time ago. It was like five years ago. But I'm sure you shared it, right? We knew each other. Oh, right? yeah. I sh- oh, I shared it, yeah. What was <laughs> the bit? What was the bit? I was a, um, I was like a hippie on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, yeah I like that. And they like Dyson. I had like my guitar open with money in it. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel's like a sidekick guy. Uh, Guillermo. Yeah. He, oh yeah. He was vacuuming up my tips. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was yeah, funny. I, yeah. I like Super it. funny. Uh, I like, um, him. you know, my brush with fame. Uh, uh, uh that's Kimmel hosting the Oscars again this year. Um, so, okay. So we tease this a little bit. We've got Thanksgiving just around the corner tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, holidays coming up. People are, Starting to indulge a little bit, drinking, eating. Yep. People yep. are traveling more now, even though, like, I guess cases are rising. But I, I think people are just doing, just traveling. I think they're doing it. I'm, they're I'm doing it. I'm traveling, and I'm gonna wear like I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna mask up for some travels and some inside stuff, just because I want to be able to do all of it. You know, I want to be get able that. to get. For me, travel seems like the smartest place to do it. Like I'm. I'm, I may always be like a wear a mask while traveling guy now. Why I, not? On the plane, I kind of think like, or like plane, bus, that kind of thing. I'm like, I think yeah, that's I not mean, a, it's not a bad idea. Pre-pandemic, the, like the most horrible colds and weird shit I would get would be from some kind of, well, I was on a plane and so yep. <laughs> here yep. I am. Um, so it seems like why not now that like, it's not crazy to have an N95 mask and throw it on. It's like, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, will I wear one alone by myself in my own car? Probably not, but God bless the people that do. Uh, <laughs> I do always want to know what's going on with those yeah, people. Yeah. Like th- maybe they just forgot. Like th- I could, know there's some like times an, that I would forget, but yeah. Or it could be an Uber driver. That's go- sure. you know, something, something like that. But who knows? Sometimes I think it's not, but um, so where are you traveling? Well, this is a big one. I'm going to Peru. Oh wow! Going to okay. Peru uh, <clears throat> day after Thanksgiving, and then uh, that's like a fun trip. Me and Melissa are going to try this restaurant that's there. I'll, you know, you could follow the gram; it'll be all over that place. Um, and then, and then to try to a restaurant house. that's that's there. That's the end of that story. Yeah, yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> no, I um, I it's a restaurant called Central. And it's like, it's, it was Melissa's thing. It was like a a restaurant she was obsessed with. It's like, um, the people that run it, it's like a chef and his sister is a scientist and they have like 
14 courses of every course is from so a it's, different it's world famous you hear yes, about it's like it like a in michelin the... stars okay. restaurant all this kind of stuff so but people like will every... make the trip to go to this place it's that kind yes. of deal and usually there's a year-long wait to get a reservation but melissa when she found out it was still open after the pandemic she didn't know uh she found a reservation for M- monday the day uh yeah Monday after Thanksgiving, she and she booked it, and she was like, "Aaron, do you want to go with me?" And I was like, "If I don't go with you, I'll hate whoever goes with you." So yes, I will go, and whatever it takes, I'll do it. So, what if it was me that went with her? I would hate you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it, but I would. I would be super mad at whoever went with her. Fucking powerful. So, I'm going. And it's going to be awesome. And I cannot wait. And does this have the kind of food you like? Are you, are you as excited about the food as she is? Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I love, I like most food. I, this restaurant seems to be like so interesting and crazy. Like, is it I like foam it, and shit? You eat a lot of foam and I, think that, I do think maybe there might be a foam uh, yeah. situation, but there's like, it's from every, well, not it's like, every Oh level. wow. It's fucking oyster foam. You know, and everybody's like, <laughs> Oh shit. That's so fucking good, dude. So cool, dude. No, it's it is no, gonna I be like, like, oh, fancy I like all that bullshit. Stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it great, is great. Why I'm not? excited. I'm excited, interested. It's feels very adult to be like, yeah. we're gonna take a plane as our Uber to this restaurant, but that's what we're doing. And then home for like that dead week between Christmas and New Year's to see my family. Uh what um what else is on the Peru docket? I mean, or will you do a couple other sites. I mean, you kind of got to if you're there over there, right? There's some other restaurants we're going to go to, um, but like we don't have time really to go to like Machu Picchu. That would be like the that's the big hike, the the big one, yeah. But that's God. like a ten hour drive from Lima, so we don't really have that kind of time. Yeah, while we're um, there, how many days are you spending? We're just there for four nights. Okay, so it's quick. It's quick. That's fun though. Quick. I like I yeah. like that. Um, and then you're gonna do. You guys are gonna host a Thanksgiving. We're gonna we're go to gonna Jason's. D- like, um, his aunt and uncle live in L.A., so we're just gonna go hang out, hang out with them. Great, great. And then Jason's brother's coming into town, so they're gonna get some bro time. And there's, you know, just a lot of a lot of traveling, a lot of big meals. Sure. Okay. So what? Um, what advice do you have for our listeners about how to kind of <laughs> enter into this? Because you're, um, you've been through a couple, um, with different mindsets. Um, yeah. since you've had a big kind of weight transformation, I'd imagine putting, uh, various degrees of pressure or not putting pressure on yourself, depending on where you're at and what headspace. Um, so maybe, I don't know, you can, you could speak to a little bit about where you are currently, and what your approach is going to be. And then maybe, um, I don't know where you've been in the past and how you kind of got through that or over that. Yeah. That's a lot of questions. This thing. (laughs) 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 Okay. Well, where I'm at now is I want to just like, I want to enjoy my holidays, enjoy this time, food and all, uh, food and drink and all. I want to do it up. I feel like I have a plan for doing like a caloric deficit 
in the new year. So I kind of feel like this is my time to shine <laughs> in a moderate way. I don't want to go crazy. Um, but to not really worry about it. I keep moving, keep my body moving. I've got my steps levels up to my like, not let my like not last nine weeks. My step counts are over like 11 or 1200, which is good. Like I'm trying to keep it up. Probably higher than that. It may be, but that's kind of what no, my Apple. Uh, you said 11 or 1200. Oh, thousand. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Cuckoo. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that's where like, I feel like I want to just enjoy this time. I'm going to like, I'm going to do a, a step class on Thanksgiving morning. If people want to do that, like, you know, oh, burn some calories before a big ass meal, um, that kind of thing. But I just want to, I just want to personally enjoy it. Not worry too much. Be a little more. I'm trying to be a little more intuitive with my eating. This has been something that I have scoffed at in the past, <laughs> and I'm trying to maybe uh, kind of understand. I've been listening to that book as well, trying to like get get actually in tune with what I'm wanting and needing instead of just being like, I'll go crazy if I let myself guide the ship. Maybe I won't. Um, so I've been gently dipping my toe in that. So that's uh, where I'm at this year. Early on when we had my dog Delphi, we, um, were just kind of trying to figure out what she could do and what she couldn't do. And we had like a, um, uh, like a, I can't remember what it was, but it was like some kind of like light kind of get together at her house. And there was a huge charcuterie board that um, oh Nancy had made that was like really like pretty with like tons of stuff on there. And it was down at like kind of like an outdoor coffee table height. And like somehow Delphi just had like wandered out and she was <laughs> no. bigger than when she was just a little tiny puppy, maybe not quite as mm -hmm. full grown as she is now, but really close. And like, so full energy, full vitality and strength. And, um, I remember just hearing people like kind of scream and yell and stuff and then walking out there and she was like on the table and just like eating this fucking board, like great, like out of a cartoon, like Beethoven or something. Sure. And is that what you were worried about yourself was, being? Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. If you trusted yourself to eat intuitively, it would just be like, yes. Wow. I would be on top of the table like a cartoon. Yes. Uh-huh. She's not a, she's not of, even yeah. unpeeling those little packets of uh <laughs> almonds oh. or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just going for it. Yeah. Just going. Just eating Spit the, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's um eating the that's garnishes. What I was afraid of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do not you have a plan for this holiday? Like not interested in the champagne. Um <laughs> I don't have a plan per se. Here's the advice I always give. So yeah, <laughs> sorry yeah. for people that are bored. just maintain activity. Yeah. So I think that's good. Whatever, for some reason, and I've spoken to this on the show before I, I feel this, everybody seems to be able to relate to this when, you know, the holidays can be a time where you maybe fall off with how rigid you are with what you're doing from a diet standpoint, just more stuff available. You want to be social. You want to eat, you want to try things. You want to, you know, be nostalgic or eat to feel good or, you know, 
you know, even, even that kind of like family or peer pressure of like, you don't want to like pull out like your right. Tupperware. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I put the casserole <laughs> away. Chicken I, breast, yeah. yeah. So I, I get that. And maybe if there's ever a time to kind of like, you know, let that stuff relax a little bit, this is maybe the time to do it. For some reason, what often will come with that is you'll just fall off on the gym too. And you yeah. just won't go. It's like, well, I'm eating like shit. I'm drinking too much. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I'm also I'm not, not working out. <laughs> I'm just not going to work out. And I, I don't feel like it. And I don't know why. And so I would argue especially if you've been in some kind of active fat loss or trying to maintain a calorie deficit, if there's ever a time to have some robust workouts or maybe go for some gains, make it yeah. right now. Why yeah. not go for it? And it doesn't mean you have to do, you know, these long brutal cardio sessions or punishing things like that. It can maybe be, you know what, let's see if I can gain a little strength. I'm having some extra calories, I'm maybe indulging a little bit more than I normally would. Let's see if I can get a little bit stronger. And you don't have to think about it in terms of, you know, one rep max or whatever. That may not be the kind of training that you're doing, but it's like, oh, I could usually could only do this in shoulder press, you know, for reps of 10, but now I'm able to do this much weight, whereas before yeah. I couldn't or whatever it is. So just kind of see what it happens to be maybe a little overfed as opposed to underfed and then see if you can have some fun with the workouts there. And I promise you, you'll feel better because, you know, you're, you're maintaining that level of activity. So it's not like, wow, not only am I, you know, adding an extra 500 calories a day, but I'm also, you know, doing absolutely nothing and napping more. <laughs> Why do I feel like shit? It'll maybe, you might feel a little invigorated and then, you know, maybe yeah. you can kind of, kind of reframe these workouts in a way that might be a little bit fun. And maybe you'll even get something out of when it's all kind of said and done. And then when you decide that it's time to, you know, put the fork down a little bit, you can whittle down a little bit, but you've got a little more marble on the sculpture to work with, nice. so to speak. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think like, I, I know for myself, I used to think, Oh, I need to like burn this many calories because I'm eating this many calories instead of like you said, like, Oh, your body has more calories in it. Why don't you try to push it with strength instead right. of being like, gotta get skinny, gotta lose weight. Cause I ate. So it's like, Oh, Hey, you, you ate, let's use it. Let's right. get pumped. Now that being all that being said, please understand that if this time of year is a trigger for you, um, mm -hmm. and it maybe can, uh, create some, you know, some unhealthy or disordered eating stuff, obviously stick to whatever your program is. Don't, don't listen to what we're saying or yeah. whatever you got to do to, you know, to maintain your mental health and survive, please do. This is, well, I would say that stuff, the stuff that we're saying is if you're, if you've got a relatively neutral, you're going into it relatively neutral, um, yeah. you know, anyway. Well, and something like the, you know, the walking, I think for me has become like, it was something I kind of had to do. It was the only thing I could really do when I was doing my IVF and I truly have never walked so much in my life. And it has like, now that's what it's I like a fucking of, proclaimer song. <laughs> what? God, I missed you stanger. All right, <laughs> shut up. What was their big um, hit? <laughs> 
What was it? What is it, Stanger? (laughs) Do you know it? Uh, Is it the I'll walk 500 miles? Yeah, 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 yeah. God. (laughs) God. Um, I mean, that was it. It's a pretty good joke. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Um, but I, I was like, if that's, if also, if that's all that you do during this time, like walk with a family member that you don't get to see that often or go walk to get coffee. If you have like, some people are working less or, you know, some are working more, but it's like, if I heard a guy at the gym yesterday, he was like, I got the week off, so I'm getting long workouts in. I don't normally get to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. Take it. The, take, if you got the time and you want to do it, you know, go on a go on a walk with your friends, your family, your dog, racist uncle. Yeah, really get into it. You know, yeah. have to uh, co-sign some shitty politics just so you don't have to like engage in the discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. so you can uh, get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. climate change doesn't exist. Or <laughs> Well, I think that's good advice, Stinger. You know, that's, I think it's, I think it's true. I abide by that. Eat what you want. Have a little exercise. And know that it it always happens in like when the holiday season is over that I just realize how addicted to sugar I've become. So that's the one part that I'm like, just keep an eye on this as you dip your toe in intuitive eating is the sugar shit is real for me and I love it. I want it. And when I start letting myself have it, Oh, it's hard to quit. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, as a compulsive eater, that's definitely something that I can relate to, to where it's, you know, I say that in the sense that like, I find if I'm not eating, if I'm not in a healthy space eating, it's, I eat beyond being full. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes beyond just like, oh, I'm just, you know, letting myself have a little bit of pumpkin pie. It's literally like, I have to keep eating this until it's like, <laughs> yeah. I physically can't move anymore. And I'm like, that doesn't seem normal. <laughs> um, you know, it's not just like enjoying a piece of pie to where I'm full. It's going beyond that. Yeah. And sometimes sugar can really unlock that for me. So there's, you know, you got to have tools in place for that kind of stuff too. So if you... If you do tend towards the, uh, you know, getting into the compulsive range, you know, have your checks and balances and all those systems in place. But I would say if you're coming into it from a relatively neutral standpoint and you know that you're just going to be eating a little bit more, don't let the activity fall off and maybe see if you can enrich your workouts a little bit with some extra calories and see what that can do from a gain standpoint. Gains, bish. Well, you got anything... You you want to? Are you thankful? You want to do any sweet thankful things? Nah. Okay. <laughs> do you? Nah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm thankful for nothing at all. That's not true. I'm not, now. I'm gonna get cursed. I'm thankful for a lot of things. All the all the good stuff, you know, and all the good stuff. Jason just got this app that, like, you go. It's like you go on it. And it like you say like three things you're grateful for and you're paired with a stranger and then they hear the things you're grateful for. And then you hear the things they're grateful for. And then you like kind of have like a pen pal for a week where you talk about the things you're thankful for or grateful for. 
And I think that's the creepiest app I've ever heard of. Yeah, I was like immediately thinking of like how men will be perverted on this somehow. I know. That's what I was like. I said, was this app made by a man? Because he knows the guy that, tits, that made the app. Ass. <laughs> yes. I was like, clearly this was made by a man because all the all the warning all the warnings are going off for me. I was like, I mean, try it if you want to, honey. But if you You're leave me for gr- someone you met on that damn app, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> You're my gratitude pen pal. <laughs> I'm grateful for your ass, honey. Oh, it's so freaky. So yeah, no, I don't want to talk about things I'm thankful for. Uh, unless it's on a an, an, an anonymous app and then no one, you know, worries about it. Well, Stanger, I think I can speak for all the dumbbells that are thankful to hear your voice talk about the you know, health and fitness. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am right. And I love being right. Stagger. It's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, well, on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the dumbbells and, uh, all our wonderful listeners out there tuning in, enjoying their Thanksgiving, getting their, Hawaiian king bread, uh, mm. their stuff with marshmallows on it. Never been a fan of that. Whatever the yams is a candied yams. You're a big fan of that. Mm, not really either. No, yeah. <laughs> People Sorry. love them. I don't get it. Um, whatever it is, whatever your sides that you're having, mashed potatoes, mashed mm. potatoes, Brussels sprouts had a moment. there. still kind of in business getting knocked around. I like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I saw them yesterday. Used to be a punchline, uh, but uh, then became very popular, and then they kind of fell off a little bit. Now they're kind of back in a little bit. They uh, cause a lot of farts. Do they? Oh, God, yes. I haven't, not for me. Uh, <laughs> think Are it's, you ending the show? <laughs> uh, it's nice maybe just to have an excuse to be the farter that you are. Um, <laughs> we'd like to remind all the... Listeners out there to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>